Hello, friends, and welcome to the Robcast. This is the first Robcast of the new year. This is episode 317, and unlike every episode that came before it, this episode is with almond milk. Because <laughs> this moment we're in, whew, what is this, right? Because normally it's the beginning of the year. So there's this rush of new energies and possibilities and intentions and people talk about resolutions and it's a new year. What do you want to do with it? It's, but have you heard anybody say it's 2022, let's do this. You just haven't, that's not the mood, right? So normally this episode would have like first episode of the year energy, but our daughter Violet didn't go to school for the first couple of days this week because of infection rates and I have friends in different parts of the country who've had, like, they're literally canceling thousands of flights a day, and so people are stuck in different parts of the country, and just before recording this episode, we found out our son Preston has COVID, and events are being postponed, like, last year was strange enough entering that year with, like, an unknown sense of where is this headed, but this, this new year, just the fatigue, like, God, are we seriously still looking at maps of where the virus is exploding and there's a new variant. Are we literally talking about a new variant? So for those of you who are like, what? Are we still dealing with this? Yeah, I'm with you. I've actually noticed when someone talks about how fatigued or weary or frustrated or just driven to madness they are by this thing, it actually makes me feel way better. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. Somebody, bad, but good, like somebody else is just so ready for us to be through this thing, and we're not, we're, we're still in it, and God. so I'm just doing that, I'm doing that sound, that, whatever that sound is, I'm doing that sound at the beginning here for everybody who just needs somebody to be like, I know, this is insane, what are we doing, what are we doing, so I was trying to think of what to do, because it was like, I was like ready to talk to you all. It's like, let's, let's start this and let's, I got, I got things, I want, I want to talk to the people, I want to talk to my peoples, to you Robcast peoples. I was trying to think what to talk about. Oh, by the way, I should tell you about something new I'm trying. After I just said it's not really a new thing in the air, I am trying something new in a couple of weeks that I, I wonder if a number of you might want to uh, be a part of. I noticed last fall on tour, there was like, there's like the show, but then I would do an hour of Q&A a couple hours before the show, and I noticed how I was enjoying the Q&A as much or more than the show. And I noticed that when I first started out and somebody would ask a question, I would feel this tremendous need to answer the question, which is kind of the premise of a Q&A. But when I was years ago, that was the, the Q&A setup was somebody asks you a question, you give them an answer, and you give them nice, tightly crafted paragraphs. And, and, and I learned to watch people to see, like, does, is this answer, like, did, is this, does this satisfy? Is this, like, did I answer the question? But I, uh, I mean, over the past number of years, but especially I noticed last fall, a person would ask a question, and I would ask them about their question, where it comes from. Because a question's never random or abstract. It's not even really conceptual. 
we ask questions because of what's happening in our lives. Questions come out of narratives, out of stories of lives that are actually being lived. Like, you can just have brains talking to brains. You can just have minds exchanging information. But that's uh, it's kind of boring after a while, right? Just sort of skimming the surface. So one of the things I noticed that was happening last fall is a person would ask a question in those Q&As, and then I would say, well, tell me more about where's that come from? Where are you from? What's your name? What, what makes you interested in that? And, the, and you end up in this new space together. And if you get a whole group of people together who've all brought a question, well, then your starting point is already openness, humility. We're all bringing something and then keen to see where it goes. Yeah, because I end up, I end up, oh God, it's wonderful. I love it. I, I learn more than anybody. So I want to keep that going because I've noticed how many people have a question. Maybe it's about a specific project. Uh, maybe it's about some general sense of restlessness or malaise or joy or longing or hope or calling or anticipation or possibility or fear or obstacle or anxiety. Or I just notice how, how often, if we're paying attention, we, we've got a question we're carrying around. And if you ask questions, you get answers. It's not this sort of vague, like, I'm just all about, it's all mystery, man. No, you actually... Yeah, you ask questions, you get answers, and then you follow, and then you and then you integrate and live with those answers, and then new questions arise. That's how it works. So I want to I want to keep that going, because it's just honestly, it's just so enjoyable. <laughs> so I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna be on Zoom in a couple weeks on Saturdays, nine people and me, and you bring the nine of you. You bring your question. And then I'll ask, and then we'll go one person after person, and I'll ask you a question about your question, and we'll see where it takes us. I'll be, I'm sitting here in the back house at my desk. I'll be sitting here, and uh, you can you can register at my site. Um, and I'm here's what I'm calling them: question sessions. <laughs> you know, you have a wonderful, delightful name for something when it's that bulky and cumbersome: question sessions. But if you're uh, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be in a space for three hours with other people who are bringing... And then you, you actually have to, you have to bring your question. You, you live with it. You give it the time and energy and love that it deserves. It's your life. Because if you give your question, is it time to go? Is it time to stay? Can I try this? What about that? Why am I stuck on this? What's possible here? Like, if you give the, the question what it deserves... If you if you let it sink down into your heart, then when you bring it, we all man, we'll go some places together. So question sessions, something new I'm trying. Uh, last Saturday of January, first couple Saturdays of February, um, and we'll see what that is. All that said, let's do this episode with almond milk. <laughs> Because I was trying to think about what to talk about in this first episode, because I got a bunch of notes here about different things we could do, but none of it felt, I was like, I should say something, what's the big, grand, vibrant statement, or here's how to uh, 
enter this new year. Here's how the universe works. And none of that, none of that. It all just felt like, God, no, no one, none of us are feeling that right now. Or like, let's charge up that mountain. It just doesn't have, that's not the vibe, right? That's not the mood. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the music. It feels like it's playing in the air right now. And, uh, I mean, the disappointments stack up, don't they? Think about even the past year, all the things that didn't happen. Yeah, those, those, the accumulation of the unfulfilled, all the things you gave energy to and they, they didn't seem to give anything back, all the attachments and expectations we had that then caused us all kinds of suffering on the other side, right? A long time ago, I was doing this sermon and I made up this word. And I assume other people have made up this word. You know, it's like unique but not original. Um, I made up this word thrival, and I was just, I was young, and I was so fired up about this new word thrival. I remember doing this whole series of teachings about how we're not just here to survive, we're here to thrive. And I was, I wanted people to be empowered and confident to like leave behind mediocrity. It's, we're not just here to like kind of get through it. We're here to like go, oh God, I just went on and on, man. Or, or, I mean, I love that early Rob Bell, but that guy was just spouting off about this word he'd made, I'd made up, he'd made up, like I could talk about myself in third person, about this word thrival. But this moment we're in, God, it actually kind of is about just getting through it at some level. <laughs> I mean, life is holy and sacred and there's this whole world of possibility, but you know what? It might be just time to put some sweatpants on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just, let's just go full sweatpants. Let's turn those knobs down. Let's lower the bar for a minute. Yeah, so for those of you who are like, God, I don't need, I don't need a, I don't need to hear I need to try harder. I don't need to hear about how to be clear about Vision 2022. Nah, nah, for every one of you who's who's like, you're just kind of shuffling into this new year. Yep, I see that hand. So I was thinking about what to talk about. I was thinking about what to do in this episode. And this story kept coming up about something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, well, that's not... I mean, it's so something happened to me about five weeks ago, and it is so fun to talk about. I love talking about it. But when I was like, why don't I just tell them, that's, tell them what happened to me? I was like, well, that's not a Robcast episode. And then, and then I was like, says who? <laughs> who is it? Who is this person who tells me what a Robcast episode is and isn't? Isn't that why you have a podcast? So you can decide what an episode is? <laughs> if I don't decide, who does? What is this? Oh, God, the hat on a hat, the meta stacked on meta. That's actually one of the gifts of this moment. This, this, what this moment has done in many ways, in, in very apocalyptic function, in a very apocalyptic fashion, well, function as well if you want, um, is it has laid bare and disclosed how shapeable the whole thing is. It's one of the great gifts of this moment. It has accentuated how malleable our lives are. Part of the vertigo that we've all experienced over the past couple of years, is having things removed, like schedules, 
boundary markers, um, things that make up a life. We go here on this holiday. We go to this place on these mornings. We do this in this way. And then it gets removed, and, and actually at a, at, at a deep level of the psyche and soul, you find yourself like, what is a life? Like, we're not doing any of that stuff we did. And some of it is very disorienting because you're like, God, what, what is a life? Some of it's incredibly thrilling because you're like, wait, we're not doing that and we're fine. And it actually, that, that actually was quite a weight we were carrying around and we set it down. It was, we were forced to set it down because of these limits. And, and yet, I don't think I'm going back to that thing, <laughs> right? So... There's something, and you're going, to, and we're going to see as as we recover from this, and new energies begin to arise, the implications of all this. Because there's a big rethink. I would argue that people are too weary right now. That the the biggest transformations are still way up ahead in the road. That's actually been one of the strange, unexpected gifts of this thing we've been through. So it raises these questions, like, what, what even is a, what is this? <laughs> How does this work? Yeah. So I, I kept thinking, I just want to start the New Year by telling people what happened to me a couple weeks ago. And it was like, well, that's not an episode. And it was like, wait, I'll <laughs> just decide. I'll just decide what this is. And it's like, a, it's like this, this thing that happened to me, it just kept announcing, I am the episode, Rob Bell. <laughs> Full name. It uses. So I was like, okay, then. Well, that's the episode. That's the first episode. Here we go. So uh, mid to late November, what, five, six weeks ago, I woke up in the morning and I strolled to a coffee shop in our neighborhood. And this is unusual, and this was new, because I'd never had coffee. And I woke up and was like, I'm going to go have my first cup of coffee ever. I don't, I don't exactly know why I'd never had coffee. I went a half a century without experiencing the magic beans. Can you imagine that? What? Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was the taste. Maybe at some point early, the aroma was just like, eh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was how I imagined it tastes. Maybe it was like a taste thing from the smell. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, honestly, let me think about it. Might have had something to do with caffeine. And, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't feel a need for caffeine in my life. <laughs> um and but also like not wanting to need it that's probably in there somewhere like man that feeling like man i might love that but then need it right like i might tap into some addictive leaning because when i get into things i like i really i i get into things so you know that feeling when you're like god if i go down that rabbit hole whew, then i'll have to get all the equipment right some of you may relate to that you're like oh yeah I'm sure it's wonderful, but I know me, and I'll just, I'll read up on it, and I'll have to find out the best one that's made somewhere in Eastern Europe, and I'll have to have it shipped, you know, like that thing where we just, 
Uh, maybe it's also like uh, something about resistance to something that's just so powerful. Maybe ever, ever so subtly, at some point, identity starts to kick in. Like it becomes like a, you say it and people are like, what? And you get like a little charge out of that. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm sort of probing all the different ways, because we're very mysterious creatures, are we not? Like if you're bored, just look in, <laughs> right? Just turn the lens in. We're fascinating, mysterious creatures. What we're drawn to, what we aren't drawn to, things that we avoid, things that we jump all the way into, things that we can't stop thinking about, things that just hold no power over us whatsoever. It's very strange how all that works. Last year, earlier last year, I'd stopped in at one of my favorite bookstores to get the new Dave Eggers book, because when one of your favorite, if not my favorite author, Dave Eggers, has a new book, well, you, you got to support your favorite authors. And uh, he has a new book called The Every, but they didn't have it. But I went to the Dave Eggers section anyway, and they had this um, book by him I never read, Monk of Mocha, this book about this guy in San Francisco, and it was about coffee in Yemen. And I was like, you know that joy when somebody who makes things that you love has made something you didn't know they make? It's like, wait, Dave Eggers has a book I haven't read? Well, let's go. So I buy this book about coffee in Yemen, which I know nothing about, and I learn all about this wonderful fella in San Francisco, and I learn about Yemen, and I learn, and then I learn about third wave coffee. You familiar with this? Like, there's this whole thing happening. There's like first wave, like Hills Brothers, those metal cans that your parents had around. Then you had second wave, like Starbucks, Pete's, that that whole situation. But then this whole thing happened where buyers started going directly to the farmers and paying them way more money than they were being than the market was paying them for like these really really good coffee beans. So that of course has improved the lives of the farmers, you know, tenfold, um, which which involves infrastructure and living conditions and education and all that. But uh, it also apparently is like way better coffee, and it's more expensive, but it's better. And so people are into it. So I just learned, uh, so it's just one of those things where you know nothing about it, which is always, for me, the, the most enjoyable things to read or when I'm like, I have no idea what, what any of this is. It's fabulous. So I know I had that rattling around in my head and heart. And then one morning I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try coffee. So I go to this local uh, local coffee shop and Blue Bottle for those of you keeping score at home and I wait in line and I get to the front of the line and I swear to you I'm like a little what's the word I think nervous is the word I've got like a half like I got I got like a half a butterfly flying around in my there like a butterfly with like half with just one wing it's like flying circles I honestly am a little like I've never done this before. How does this work? I mean, I know how to order things, but I've never said any of this. And I look up at the wall because they have a list of the guy. And I don't know any of that. I don't know what any of that is. I don't know what these names are. I don't, I don't, I have managed to know nothing. I don't know what has what in it. I don't know. It is, it is brand new territory. This is brand new territory. And I'm like, I, I'll just pick one of these. And we'll try it and see. 
By the way, let me just pause and say, for those of you who are like, Rob Bell, this story is ridiculous. I know it is. But isn't that the goal at some level? I mean, isn't that, isn't the absurd how you find your way into the profound? I mean, the earth is tilted on its axis, 23.5 degrees. That's, that should tell, you, tell us everything we need to know. Whole thing, you're on a ball of rock hurtling through space at 67,000 miles an hour, right? Isn't, isn't that enough to know the nature of this experience that we are? I mean, isn't that the goal to be standing on the edge of something with a couple butterflies because you, you actually don't know what you're getting into, even if it's something as ridiculous and privileged as good coffee? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can avoid that feeling or you can seek it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to the front of the line and the woman looks up and she says, hello. And I say, do you have any coffee from Yemen? <laughs> That's my opening line. Do you have any coffee from Yemen? <laughs> oh, a strong opener. Oh. <laughs> so so uh, I'm that guy, by the way, that you overheard who, you know when you're someplace and there's some person who's taking up the, the person who's serving or helping people and they're taking up their time asking, okay, I was that guy, asking weird questions. You're like, God, just stop telling them about your dog, Right? <laughs> I'm, I'd like to eat my burrito here, whatever it is. I, uh, I'm that guy. And she smiles, and she's not thrown off by this question. She says, you know, we do have it from time to time, but it's more of a seasonal thing, and, and it's, we don't have it right now. She's, she's not thrown off by this. And then I say, because I just read this book about coffee in Yemen, that was my second line. <laughs> I start telling her about a book I read about coffee in Yemen. And I get partway in and realize, oh, God, I'm like doubling down on being that guy talking about coffee in Yemen. This is not the, like, this is not, this is not the time and place to tell her about a book you read. Like, if I overheard me, I'd be like, sir... We're going to have to ask you to leave right now because you're being existentially annoying and the rest of us would simply like to get our coffee. I, and she says, she responds to my, because I read this book about it, she says, oh, I read that book, Monka Mocha, Dave Eckers. Yeah, I read that. I love that book. That book was amazing. And she and I proceed to have a gush fest about that book because she's read that book. Good God, coffee? bringing people together, and I haven't even tried it. <laughs> I think there might be a place for me in this new world. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And she has read this book, and she's so thrilled that I've read that book. And we go back and forth about how much we love that book. And then she, under, she gets me. <laughs> why I had my whole coffee from Yemen thing and whew, got that. And then at the appropriate moment, she says, so uh, what can I get you? And honestly, 
I have a, that butterfly is still there. That little like tensey, nervy, like, man, I have this thought. I hope I get this right. Because I don't know exactly. Uh, like if you're, if you took your friend, if you go to your, with your friend, let's pick one, a place. Let's take, let's, uh, let's say your friend's never had a hamburger and, and your friend somehow wants to eat meat or something, whatever. So you take your friend to an In-N-Out burger and your friend orders and your friend says, I'll have the fry. You'd probably say to your friend, Hey, uh, Hey Wayne, <laughs> it's not the fry. Just say, I'll have some fries. Oh, okay. Right. Cause you don't want to be, I'll have the fry guy. Like, there's these subtle codes. We're deeply tribal creatures, are we not? Like, we want to fit in. As much as we want to rebel and break the mold and be our own person, I mean, I think about it. Our evolutionary physiology, we are wired to belong. So when I'm standing there with, like, God, I hope I don't embarrass myself. I mean, could you embarrass yourself any more than, do you have any coffee from Yemen? But I hope I, I hope, I get it right. I mean, how deep does that go? A friend of mine has interviewed a number of people over the years, and she, she once told me she's never interviewed somebody in her work who, when the interview was over, didn't say, how did I do? How did I do? Which I thought was a fascinating observation. Yeah. How did I do? That's like, deep. It doesn't matter how like accomplished or successful or known or whatever you are. There's still that like, how'd I do? Right? There's like something innocent and, and wonderfully childlike about that. It almost like no matter how grounded and centered and how well you know who you are, how, how, how you are able to witness to this experience with great calm and presence and resilience. You still, still somewhere in there, like, how'd I do? Right? Right? So I'm standing there, like, I hope I get this right. And then I say, I'll have a latte with almond milk. And I watch her eyes. We've gotten good with the eyes, haven't we? Especially over the past year and a half. Everybody all masked up. I watch her eyes, like... I'll have a latte with almond milk. Is that all I got to do? Because And I, I literally have this moment in that space. Like, is there something I should have added? Or is she going to say, like, uh, would you like a triple froth nation with that, with a turbo flux capacitor infused with a... Right? And I'd be like, what the... What? What? Like, is that enough? Can I just say I'll have a latte with almond milk? Is that enough? And uh, I'm watching her eyes, and she just immediately puts her head down and types that in. I'm like, ah, oh, I did it. I did it. I'm a grown man quite happy with my, satisfied with myself that I was able to properly order my first cup of coffee. See, those of you who want joy, just lower the bar. <laughs> you want to enjoy your life, just lower the bar. Order a cup of coffee without hassle. God, man, then it's just fireworks everywhere. And so I, we're good. I pay. They make it. I step out onto the sidewalk, and I take my first sip. What? I, this, this heated nectar of the gods? 
this is what everybody's been talking about. I called my friend Brent later, and I was trying to think of how, because he was he's re- he's like the I do, does like a special pour over with or whatever whatever thing, and he's the one who's like Rob, you, you really should try coffee because he's really into it. But I I called him and I was like Brent, I was trying to think how to summarize what happened. I was like Brent, I get it. I get I didn't use the, I didn't get it, but now I get it. This is what everybody's been talking about for a half a century all around me. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's like the eternal now. It's like that moment in which time collapses and every instance in which somehow coffee was floating around the exterior of my periphery was like this was that? That was this? Every single want to get coffee sometime French roast, slow roast, dark roast, medium roast, light roast, Starbucks, Stumptown, Madcap, Intelligentsia, Pete's, pour over, macchiato, cappuccino, mocha, frappe, iced, Belgian, drip, ground, filter, espresso, double, single, triple, but first, coffee. I didn't get my Joe this morning. In London, Hubba Akupa, coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, in a press conference saying that each morning he gets two ventes of the Pike Brew with two shots of espresso each. All that plus a million more swirling around me. And in one sip, I'm like, oh, this is that. I get it. The hype is real. Isn't that, oh, God, how fascinating is the unfamiliar lurking in the familiar? Because that's how it works. You see something so much that you, in some ways, were deluded into an intimacy that actually isn't there. And then when we discover what it actually is, it's almost jarring. Like, that's what this whole thing that those, those four cup cardboard things that people, when they bring it to their friend and say, hey, I thought of you, I brought you a cup. All that that I've seen, they're like, oh, whatever that is, huh? Oh, like, here, notice this. If you have a window or you're outside, are there any trees around? Okay, take a look at that tree. What kind of tree is it? How old is it? What species is it? Does it belong to a, a particular family? or What's the taxonomy of that tree? Where does that fit in the larger sort of mapping of trees? Yeah. Is that, was that tree planted or is it indigenous in that area? Is it part of like a long slow growth of forestry that then some of it was just removed so that so that they could make the space where you are but otherwise that tree is part of a family of trees that have been there forever or is it part of a a new landscape what um what other kinds of trees are around you what kind of trees flourish in the area where you are uh when trees are lacking minerals they send messages to other trees nearby who then send them minerals and nutrients they need is that happening right now under your feet? The tree that you're looking at? Is there a tree on the other side of you? And is the tree that you're looking at communicating with that tree? Are they sending back and forth what they need for each other to, to thrive? Yeah, like what? I don't know anything about trees. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know next to nothing and trees are, or breathing. How about breathing? You've always been breathing your entire life. Are there different kinds of breathing? What is the optimal breaths per minute? Yesterday, 
how, what was your average breaths per minute? Yesterday, or over the past week, how close or far were you from optimal breathing? If you wanted to go swim in 38-degree water right now, what kind of breathing would you start doing now so that in a half hour you could get in 38-degree water in a swimsuit and you'd be fine? Because people do that all the time, and they're fine. And it's uh, lots of things. One of the things is they have learned how to breathe so they can do that. Well, how would you do that? What is that breathing? Are there endless variations of breathing? Are there, is there all kinds of breathing that you could learn to, you and I could learn to do that all sorts of things would be possible that we would just blow our minds? Because that's like real. Like lots of people are learning and know how to breathe in all sorts of ways to do all sorts of things that they couldn't do before. Like breathing, trees. Yeah, we, we, we know next to nothing about that which is so familiar that surrounds us in vast and varied ways. I'm standing there on the sidewalk and I have coffee for the first time. I'm like, this is available to a human being? And then I go home and I try and properly gush for Kristen about this experience I've had. And she reminds me that there's a coffee, like a little coffee maker in our kitchen. Apparently it's a nice one. And and suddenly I'm like, wait, wait, this is what you do each morning. And she like pushes a button. She puts a little pod in and she pushes a button. She has this little cup that it fills. And uh, at least for the past couple of years, most mornings I hear that sound of that thing. And then I see her and I've never really paid attention to it. I was like, wait, She's like, yeah, I can, I can make you a, a copy, like this thing right here. You just push a button. I'm uh, lots of mornings I make it. You could do this. It's like, wait, we, we have had this capacities, this we've had this capacity on the premises. We we have been able to. I could have been doing this. Oh, I'm telling you. And if this story seems ridiculous and, and dramatic, yeah, of course it is. It doesn't is that how your life feels? If this sounds complete, way over the top and exaggerated, well, that's how our life, that's how your life feels, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how life feels. You discover something that's been there the whole time that's just awesome. It's like awesome is actually the proper word here. <laughs> I can make this in our house? Oh. And then I'm taking Violet to school and I notice... This, there's a really interesting art deco, art deco building just a couple blocks over on the corner. I was like, oh, wait, that's a coffee shop. Oh. And then I notice another one. And then somebody mentions this other place. I'm like, wait, I know where that is. And then Kristen and I are out for a walk, and we stop uh, maybe a week later and get a coffee at this other place that I have. It's on my running route that I've been by. I can't imagine how many times I run by there. But just like I ask people to get coffee. But like, wait, this is what they have in there? Oh my! You know, uh, Nicholas Cage in in uh, Raising Arizona. What a movie, Raising Arizona! I don't think I've seen it in thirty years. But remember, this is when we first met Nicholas Cage before he uh, before he went full Nicholas Cage. <laughs> but remember when he's like, uh, "I found myself driving by convenience stores that weren't even on the way home." <laughs> is that the line? <laughs> Driving by convenience stores that aren't even on the way home. Oh, that's what happened. That's what's happened to me. There's coffee everywhere. And it's amazing. Wow. 
And then what yesterday morning, Kristen and I are working on this new project. So we we strolled over to this coffee shop to uh, work together. And we walk up, and once again, this place had all this list of stuff I'd never seen. These people are like gone freestyle on us. They're like way out in left field with all these names that were like even beyond the names I've seen. Like, what are these kids up to over there in their skunk works operation? I was like, what should I get? And Kristen's, <clears throat> Kristen's like, I got this. And she says to the woman, <clears throat> uh, what was it? She says, uh, we'll have two cappuccinos. I was like, oh, you go. What's that? And then they put two of the smallest cups out, and they have a design in the top, like in the froth. Are you, and by the way, those of you who are like into this, you're like, yeah, of course they do a design. That's like a thing. Well, if you haven't experienced it, it's a thing thing. It's got like a design in the top. And this cappuccino, oh my God, what? <laughs> oh, it's like a bomb in a small cup, that thing. Man, whoo, it might have something to do with the fact that I've had almost no caffeine my entire life. Maybe, maybe some Mountain Dew 30 years ago. Otherwise, I just haven't had much caffeine. So it has, a friend of mine was like, yeah, dude, you have like zero tolerance for caffeine. So you're just going to get lit up. But I'm telling you, this cappuccino, God, oh, man, <laughs> whoo, <laughs> so... So that it's just a little cup too, just a little fella there. But man, man, that thing was talking to me all day. <laughs> you see why this is so fun for me to talk about? Oh man! Now let's think about that story for a minute. Because, like, to tell you that story, like, if I was self conscious about telling you that story, especially all of you who know a lot about coffee, those of you um, who Man, you know about beans, and you know about roasting techniques, and you know about, well, there's this place in Portland that, and you're like, all that. If I was, if I was afraid that I'd come across like a noob, like a rookie, like if, if I was afraid of how I, that story, I, I couldn't tell that story. The only way to tell that story is just to just, just to throw yourself into it. There's actually a word that comes to mind about that story and about why it's so fun to tell that story, to tell you about coffee, me and coffee and our new, about how I've invited coffee into my heart. <laughs> Here's the word. Actually, maybe this is the word for 2022. Maybe this is a word. Try this word out. I wonder if this word will make a comeback. Well, let's just say this. Let's just right now say, I'd like this word to make a comeback. Earnest. Earnest. Because, like, to tell that story, I have to, I, there's something earnest about that story. Is it possible in this strange, heartbreaking world that's drenched in cynicism in some ways, is it possible to discover whole new worlds that have been right under your nose the whole time? Yeah. Is there bottomless joy to be found in very simple, everyday sorts of pleasures? Is that real? that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, obviously it is. Something earnest. We tried everything else. Oh, God. Right? 
I mean, irony is lovely, but irony can be like a leak in the bottom of your boat at some point. Obviously, cynicism, like we, we tried standing at a distance from our lives, just pointing out what's lame about things. We tried taking everything apart, and there's a time and place for that. Yeah, fine, but like making things, following things, listening, and then seeing where it takes you. That's, that's where all the life is. Witnessing to this extraordinary, absurd experience of being a human and marveling at where it takes you. That's, that's the juice. That's the zhuzh, right? Yeah, there's something earnest. I wonder if earnest will make a comeback. People who just say what they love, they tell you about what they love. Oh, how about sincere? Yeah. Yeah, sincere feels like a lovely sibling of earnest. Well, here's another one, passion. Yeah, just straight up passion without like the wink and the nudge and the like, yeah, look at me all like a uh, passion that doesn't apologize or, or so, oh, sorry, I sort of get excited about this. Passion that doesn't excited, that doesn't apologize for its existence. Yeah, earnest that doesn't then mock itself for being earnest, but it's just earnest and sincere. God, I love coffee. I'm so glad I discovered it. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful experience to stand there on the sidewalk and be like, this is coffee. I am in. Yeah, I'll have mine with almond milk. I don't even know where that came from. Uh. <laughs> so let's start the new year there. Yeah. With being earnest about our discoveries, being sincere about what we love, about throwing ourselves into it. I don't know how it comes across. I don't even really care because it's so enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so may you, my brothers and sisters, may you enjoy yours with almond milk, and may grace and peace and love be with you every step of the way. <laughs>